So good morning. How are you this morning? Good, good. And Jason was saying to come to prayer expecting. Did you come this morning expecting? It's so important that we do approach our gathering together in faith with expectation the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. He's going to speak to us as a group, but it's amazing how he can take whatever it is that we're ministering through the Word of God and make it personal for you. And so let's just, before we begin, pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. Mm -hmm. We thank you for the Word of God. Yes. We thank you for the church, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come to live on the inside of each one of us when we are born again, to be our teacher and our guide and our helper, our comforter, our advocate. You're the one helping us to walk as Christ would have us walk. You've given us all things to help us to be overcomers and victorious in this life. And so teach us, Lord, this morning as we look into the Word of God about the spiritual armor that you've given us. Open up our eyes to see how necessary it is and, mm-hmm. and how we need to be wearing this armor, especially for the day and time that we live in. And we just, we love you, Lord. We, we hear the Word now with expectation. I pray that our words, Pastor Steve and I would decrease in the, in the loudness, Holy Spirit, of you speaking into hearts would increase. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we are talking, uh, again, we're continuing in our series about spiritual warfare. This morning we're talking about the shoes of the gospel of peace. Um, we're living in some deceptive times, aren't we? Hmm. Let me just turn on the news and you just, <laughs> we are living in deceptive times where good is called evil, evil is called good, and standing in truth, knowing the truth, and standing for truth really in the days ahead is going to get harder and harder. More difficult. Have you noticed that? It will get harder and harder because the dividing lines just seem to be coming. Where do you stand on this? Where do you stand on this? And laws are changing and work environments are changing because of it. And so it's vital that we spend more and more time with God in his word and in prayer so that your faith in Christ grows. Like Jason was talking about our prayer meetings. Our prayer meetings, the presence of the Holy Spirit is in those meetings. Um, You know, we sang that new song, uh, Holy Spirit, come rest on us. We want him yes. to rest on us. He he's, he's lives on the inside of us. But he can also come and rest upon us where in a group setting we feel his presence in a deeper way. Yeah. And things change. I mean, we had a tongue and interpretation that was pretty powerful this past Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, yeah. So the Holy Spirit moves sometimes in different ways than a Sunday morning service. But we've got, to become, we've got to learn to spend time in his presence and even cultivate what that's like. And I believe our prayer meetings help us do that. Yeah. Because just the music and, the, and we're praying the word and other people are entering in, uh, you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And in that environment, because it's according to the word of God, your confidence in who you are in Christ yeah. grows. Your knowledge of who he is in you grows. And you, we must, in the days ahead, become more and more confident of God's love for us. Come on. This is key because it, in Ephesians, the Apostle Paul tells us to pray that we would be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love, that that's the very core of what we need to know. So we aren't shaken in the days ahead. 
Because all the power and the lies that the enemy has, and he does have dark power, yep. and he does put yep. out lies, it will never stand against the power of Christ Amen. and truth in our faith. Because the victory that overcomes the world is what? Is our, our faith. faith in Christ. But yes. it must be real faith. It must be genuine faith yes. where I know that I know that I know. Because otherwise, you know, if you're holding on to the Word of God, hold this Bible, and I'm the, the devil, and I'm just like talking you out of it, he's going to try to just pull this out of your hand. You've got to hold it tight and know, I know what I believe. I'm this not is, letting go. <laughs> <laughs> this is so important. So we've been talking a while now uh, to bring your attention through Scripture of what Jesus said, would the, the generation yeah. before he comes back, what that ge last generation would be like. And he describes it like in the days of Noah is one of the ways he describes it, where people are buying and selling and marrying and, you know, they're raising families. And basically why he's saying that is they're ignoring what Noah was doing. Noah was warning of a coming flood and people are just buying and selling and going about everyday life like, well, nothing doesn't look like a flood's happening to me. <laughs> So Noah was there preparing for the flood, but the people around him, everybody was ignoring him. And I, we bring these messages to you about the armor of God because yeah. God's giving us time to prepare. He's giving us time to prepare, and preparation is important. It's vital. Because if you're not prepared for something, then you're not ready for something. And if you're not ready, it catches you off guard. Right. And when we're talking about warfare and what Jesus warned us about, he said people will stumble and fall away. So we're talking about being defeated, which is a really important consequence to consider. If I don't prepare, I may be defeated. And walk so, away from your salvation. And walk away from your salvation. That's yeah. the other thing that is Scary. prophesied in Scripture, that there will be apostasy. That people, and we see it, people that have been walking with God for years, oh, you would never think would walk away. It's like, I just can't even believe this is happening. And so what makes, when you think about preparation, and I think about an athlete, say, for instance, right. what makes an athlete excel and win at their game is just the daily preparation, the routine effort. Every day that pays off in the end. It might seem mundane and routine, but in the end, it's what makes this athlete excel. They're ready for the game. They're yeah. ready. Yeah. Like a, take a professional baseball player, somebody who's really good. I don't know baseball, but I just think you look at these players and maybe some of them are up there. You know, they swing, they hit, they run. It's like, whoa, it looks pretty easy. Huh. <laughs> but we don't see the hours in the batting cage. Right. The ball's coming, and over and over, they're thinking, how am I standing? How am I holding the bat? How, where's my head? How are my shoulders? My eye focus? I mean, all these things over and over and over practiced. You know, we, as we were talking about this, we thought, like, years ago, Pastor Steve was training to qualify for the U.S. Olympic swim team. 1976. Yeah. So it was... <laughs> uh, but you can still take a pat on the back. That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't... And he can tell you there was nothing exciting about going to swim practice twice a day for five and a half hours a day yeah. to the same pool every day. The bottom of that swim pool looked the same every time. Yeah. <laughs> every single time. Every lap. So what's, yeah. what's the motivation? Well, the motivation is I got to be ready for... You know, the day whenever, I, I, wanna, I want to stand on the highest block, you said. Yep. 
get the ribbon, get the medal, because you want to win. You're yeah. not doing this to just, well, I, I, I don't care if I lose. No, you want to win. <laughs> You're doing it because you want to win. Yes. And so he had to be prepared. He had to get himself you know, in shape for that. So that when the gun went off, you know, when it was time to get off that block and go, yes. was, that wasn't, wouldn't be the time to go, wait, how many <laughs> laps am I supposed to swim? <laughs> what stroke am I swimming? <laughs> what are, uh, four laps. I'm going to get tired That's doing that. Many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then, by the way, your guy is already two laps ahead of you and you're blown away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like a soldier. A soldier in the heat of battle doesn't begin to ask, how do I load this gun? Yeah. <laughs> Where is Where's it? the extra ammo? Yeah. Oh, okay. did you see my helmet anywhere? <laughs> and my boots. I thought I left them over there. I asked my mom. <laughs> you know, a soldier, an athlete, uh, have repeated routine skills. Oh, you've heard coaches say, we need to get back to the basics. And you do it over and over and over and over. And this is how you prepare. See, this is what this scripture says that we're going to get to. That it says that we're to have our feet shod with the readiness of the gospel of peace. Or your Bible might say with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The gospel itself is not our shoes. The gospel is the sword of the spirit. This, your your shoes, your shoes ready for battle, help you have a good foundation. So this is what the Bible is saying here, that we need to be prepared. We need to go over the basics. We have to go through the routine of routine of routine. You know, and how many know that you could read the Bible and you could read the, uh, the same, let's say if you take the book of Ephesians. I couldn't tell you how many times I read this book, but every time I come back to it, I gain more insight because I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help me. I'm exercising my faith, believing God is going to show me something more. Mm-hmm. Just like we ask you to come here today, every Sunday, come in preparation. Come expecting God to speak to you because he wants to. He wants to. And how many times have you heard before is like a police officer, something bad's going on over here or something, whatever. But then he says, I I just, my instincts just happened. Everything I was training for, I just, that just kicked in and took over and he, he neutralized the situation. Well, you hear that, don't you? I just, my instincts, I'm, everything that I prepared for, I just automatically did it. It's, it's just where we go. And the apostle Paul in Corinthians and in second Timothy talks about athlete, soldier, farmer. So we're talking about these people that do, in a sense, continue to do mundane things, but it's, it's called preparation. And that's what we need to do. We need to spend time preparing, mm-hmm. preparing, go over what we need to know. We need to, because the Holy Spirit, just like what Pastor Mamie said, she's quoting out of Jesus's mouth in the gospel of John, that the Holy Spirit is our advocate. He's our teacher. He's our guide. He's our strengthener. He's our stamp. That's why we need to get to know him. That's why we need to know how to walk in the spirit, live in the spirit. 
I'm going back to this. I say it all the time. Christianity is extremely spiritual. We can't just stay in the flesh. He says for us to have the mind of the spirit, to think the thoughts of the spirit. Jesus said his words are spirit and truth. Life. Life and yeah. So we need to know these things. You know, it's, we are in exciting times. And this is the position we should stay in. Not saying, oh, this is terrible. Oh, that is terrible. Oh, this is going to, what's going to happen? You know, no, we're in exciting times. We are because God has called us to be in this time. He knew when you were going to be alive. He did this on purpose so that you could be his witness, so you can be his ambassador for the kingdom of God. This is so that you can manifest the kingdom of God wherever you go. And here's the key, the preparation of the gospel of peace. If you, Listen, Jesus says, in a sense, it's hard to build your house in a storm. Yeah. And we don't want you to try to start building your house in a storm. Yeah. What? How many laps do I have to swim? What? <laughs> what stroke are we? Swim? No, we need to be prepared. Amen. Yeah. And this is, this is a heart's desire. And we pray that this would stir deep inside of you to get to know Christ, to get to know the Holy Spirit so that when he leads and guides you in daily situations, you know what he's saying. Yeah. You recognize his voice. You recognize, yes, I'm getting a check here. I'm not going to do that. I'll, oh, this is smooth. I'm going right to it. Yeah. You know, we, let's take a look at this second. Uh, it's important for us to know this. It's a, talking about our Ephesians. armor, Ephesians chapter 6. And it's important for us to make this connection. Now, are your hearts ready to receive from God? Yeah, yeah good, because he's going to teach you. It's, it's again, like Pastor Mamie prayed, that we would become less and he would become more. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this, is not a, uh, this, is, this is training for you. This is training for me. This is for the glory of God. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord. That's good. <laughs> and in the strength, let me get back to it. In the strength of his might. Finally, be strong in the Lord in the strength of his might. I like that. And I want more of that. I want to be able to stand in the strength of his might. Yeah. Yeah. So this is preparation. Yeah. You're not just going to go, listen, you're not going to make the Olympic team without just swimming and working hard. Mm-hmm. Even though it looks easy. Just like Pastor Mamie yeah. was saying. Oh, I could probably hit that ball too. Yeah, 90 mile an hour fastball, you, you'd swing that bat and you'd have cramps all over your body. <laughs> this is preparation. But don't you want this? Be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Oh God, I want this. Teach me. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not, this is important, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against rulers, against authorities, these are spiritual entities. These are, these are classifications of demonic activity. These are individual beings. So we have to be understanding of these things. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of, of evil in heavenly places. Here's our, here's our answer to it. 
Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day. Having done all to stand firmly in your place. Stand there for having fastened the belt of truth and put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, taking up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I guess it's my... And yeah, praying, I, I, I praying love at all times yeah. in the spirit. I love this stuff. With all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert yes. with all perseverance. Right there. You see, you get all these words that are telling us, be awake, be alert, be prepared. Keep yeah. alert with all perseverance, making supplication or prayer for all the saints. And also for me, Paul is saying, that mm-hmm. words may be given me in opening my mouth boldly Hallelujah. to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly mm-hmm. as I ought to speak. The, the reality of life is a warfare, if yep. you will. From cradle to grave, this is, we're talking spiritually now, but from cradle to grave, we enter a war. Yeah. I mean, life is a war. Scripture tells us this. It's not, I'm not being overly dramatic in no, saying right. that. The devil's first battle plan against a person is to keep them from ever coming into the knowledge of Christ. Keep them far away from the knowledge of salvation. Keep them away from church. You know, just keep them busy with whatever. His first goal and scheme is to never see a person be born again. Right. Then if he loses that battle, he goes on, as we know, like if you're born again and you're sitting in here, you know, the the demonic forces, just like Pastor Steve was reading, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, come against, attack your mind with thoughts. Your will draw you away to not want to serve God. They attack your emotions, so you get in the flesh all the time, and it's just, we're talking about peace today. You don't have any peace. Mm -hmm. Attack your relationships, so there's opposition and division, hatred even, your family, your money, money worries, your health. Anybody recognize they're in a war? (laughs) I mean, your career. These are all the fields of conflict that we do find ourselves in. They really are. Yeah. And until Satan, you know, he's going to be thrown into the bottomless pit at the end of the millennium. He's going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Our peace with God, until that time, our peace with God, you know, has to be something that we guard. Yes. A vigilant kind of peace. We have to be on guard, really. Good word. Because the devil, yes, it says in First Peter, he roams as a, yeah. what, a roaring lion seeking somebody to devour. Yeah, yeah. And so he's, he's, this is what I say, from cradle to grave, we're in a war. We are in a spiritual war. You know. And we're supposed to withstand him then in the faith. You're right. Stand, withstand him in the faith. That's our victory. Our victory is the faith that God has given to us. So we need to be prepared, amen? We, we, if you're not prepared for battle, 
you're going to get deceived to a place where you're wrong and you think you're right. And that's frightening. So a lion, think of a lion, a predator. I always root for the predator to tell you the truth when I watch those shows. <laughs> get that impala, impala. <laughs> chew him up. <laughs> it's... It's a hunting thing. Yeah. <laughs> but what is the lion looking for, huh? The lion's looking for unprepared. He's looking for those who are caught off guard, not paying attention. He's, the lion's looking for those who are isolated, and those who are wavering at heart. This is the devil. That's exactly what he's doing. And what is he after? He's trying to steal your peace. He steals your peace, and then it makes you doubt God. And then he's saying, yeah, look at your circumstances. That's not how we judge if God is good or not. Amen? Yeah. He wants to steal your peace for sure. He wants to steal your peace and your presence, your relationship with God. Because God is the author of life. And our faith is the strength that would cause us to stand. Peace with God. Amen? Amen? Yeah. That's the belt of truth. That's preparation. All the armor there is pieces that we put on. The belt of truth is that God loves us. Amen? That's right. And that's, that's what Pastor Mamie was saying. We need to understand that. You need to ask God, teach me how much you love me. Show me how much you love me. He's not afraid to answer that question. It's good to ask him that. Not just read it and say, yeah. No, I want that experience, don't you? I want to be filled like I'm wrapped up in his love. Mm. Glory to God. Yeah, but Satan doesn't want us to experience the peace of God. Are you kidding me? No. Then what do we do? The belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. To protect your heart, your spirit. Hallelujah. Because... Faith is of the heart. And I'm not talking about this thing that beats in your chest. I'm talking about your spirit, man. The Bible declares we're spirit, soul, and body. And he wants to sanctify us completely. And this breastplate of righteousness means what? It means that we have right standing with God. That means he's not mad at us. He loves us like a child. Look at the 2 Corinthians 5. This is... This is so awesome. This is like, honestly, this is my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures. I can't say the favorite, but this is when I first got born again, then I recognized all this, and I knew it was just completely spiritual that you have to walk in the truth of all this. And we, we can't be afraid of the spirit realm, amen? Because we have our armor on! <laughs> God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You have right standing with God just as much as Jesus has right standing with God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now that doesn't mean we did it on our own. It's a gift from God when we surrender our life to him. You and I are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And know that I'm deeply loved. This is the key. He forgave you of all your sin. He elevated us to a place where we could never go. 
He, you know, the Bible says that we are complete in him. It says that Jesus is able to present us before a holy God, faultless, without blame. Yeah. Oh, doesn't that make you feel good? <laughs> I mean, you could just live in that for a long time. Preparation of the shoes of the gospel. That's what it is. Meditation on Med- it, thinking Come on, it, yeah. talk to it. Yes. Yeah. Claim it as your own. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just read the words. Right. And there's something really good in the Bible. Just recognize, oh, that's for me. Yeah. And then just say, teach me, Holy Spirit. I want to live in that. It's just like I want to live in the Spirit. I have this body, but I got, we are special people. The Bible calls us aliens. We live in the Spirit and in the natural at the same time. You bunch of aliens, you. <laughs> Look at this. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It's tremendous. It should be underlined in your Bible. Therefore, since we are justified. When's the last time you said that to yourself? I'm justified. I'm justified before a holy God. Because of what Jesus Christ did for me. That'll make you cry. Since therefore we are justified, we're declared righteous and given right standing with God through faith. Let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I like the way that's written. Let us grasp the fact that we have it. That takes some thought. Own it. That takes some, yeah, can stop and consider and let your emotions get involved in it. Yeah, come on. Like, the, God loves me. Like, how does that feel? We cannot read the word of God and just read it intellectually and keep moving on. Thank you. This is sometimes our problem. We have not allowed our emotions to get attached to what the Lord is saying to us. Yeah, Let's grasp the fact that yes. we have the peace of God. And look what it says, to hold and to what? Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy. Again, that'll make you cry. Yeah. Yeah. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ did for us. (laughs) That can settle you when everybody around you is losing their head. Yeah. If you've done the routine of preparation and readiness. You can go there when it is totally chaotic in your spirit. You can go right on there. See, we've got the belt of truth. You know what? How the armor. We've got to remember the armor. We put this armor on with the eyes of our spirit. The Bible declares that there's a carnal mind, which is the mind of the natural. And then there's a spiritual mind, the mind of the spirit. The mind of the spirit is life and peace. So we put this armor on in the spirit. I'm putting the belt of truth on. God loves me. It's amazing. I put the breastplate of righteousness on. I'm righteous before God. You put this on with the mind of your spirit. And it doesn't hurt. Like Pastor Mamie says, get your emotions evolved. You You know, pretend you're putting it on. And just say, Lord, make this real to me. 
uh, make this real to me. We have to draw these truths in because when you start to draw these truths into you, you're going to be more sensitive to the Spirit of God. You're going to be able to have the atmosphere of heaven in your house. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, people have walked into our house and say, oh, this is, this is nice. <laughs> we used to have meetings on our third floor. And we've called it the upper room. But the presence of God in there was so strong at times. I mean, it stuck a guy to the floor for two hours. He couldn't get up. <laughs> This is what you want. You want the presence of God, and he knows you so well that he's going to do it, again, like Jason says, not the way you expect, but the way he knows what your heart is. How many times do we don't know our own heart at times? (laughs) But God does, and so he's going to make the way. But the world trains you to find your peace and outward achievements. Yeah, right. Like, you find people find peace like there's people are just searching for peace yeah. and so we tend to think well I'll find peace when I get that perfect job and I <laughs> and I get that promotion and when the right amount of money comes eh. and you may find a measure of peace you probably do because it feels good you Amen. know things feel stable but then what happens when you hear about job layoffs or you know they're letting go of people it starts to shake the mm-hmm. ground again, yeah. Or you end up with unexpected expenses. It's like, uh Or like Jason was talking about giving to the kingdom of God. It's like, oh, it shakes our peace. What if I don't have enough? Or, I mean, just people are searching yeah. outwardly for, to find their peace. I think about social media, and I oh. think, oh, my gosh. People are just looking to have hundreds of likes and followers because then you have more advertisements you get more money and you know i'll find my peace when i reach a thousand or whatever you know of <laughs> followers on there but then what happens when you get canceled like we lose the peace right i mean the world is striving to tell you get out there yeah. and find what you want because that's when you're going to find your peace <laughs> and most of people this is yep. what we've done before and we people often do it even after they come to Christ. You're, yeah. you're chasing through life. You're taking your feet over here and you're taking them over there and over here. Just <laughs> looking for that place, that situation, that circumstance to find your peace. Yeah. All the while, the Lord teaches us in his word that a follower's peace, a Christian's peace, a believer's peace is found within. Amen. It's the peace of Christ. It's the knowledge of him. It's his presence within. Like people have said, Jesus has to be enough for us. Yeah. And then you have to ask yourself, what does that even mean? Jesus is enough. That, that made me scratch my head for a long time. It's like, I know they, I think I know what they're talking about, but I don't know, I know I don't live there. Because you, you're still looking for other things to all fit into place. And then it's like, oh, this is just peaceful. This is good. But when the storm hits, yeah, there you the go. peace, that's when the peace of God is important in our life, right? I mean, it's, so the presence of peace is meant to be cultivated on the inside. This is where the Holy Spirit wants yes. to work within us. So look at, I don't think this is up on the screen, but we read it. Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord. There. 
And it, the, the Amplified says, be empowered through your union with him Ooh, and draw your strength from him. So in, when I'm, in, I will be empowered when I know my, when I'm feeling my union with Christ. Yes. And this doesn't happen just overnight. This is why we encourage you to come when there's opportunities to sit in the presence of God, like our prayer meetings. Yes. Your heart is learning to become in union with the presence of God. So important. And it says that that's the strength which his boundless might provides in that union. When I can, you know, the storm may be raging around me, but inside I have peace. Come on. That's the supernatural peace. And the trick and the scheme of the enemy, of course, is to keep getting you to look outward to find what you think you're looking for. Find your peace. Uh I mean, God made you just like what Pastor Steve was saying. God made us to be known by him and to be loved by him. Yes. That's our number one priority, to be known by him and not to shrink away right. because sin will make you want to shrink away from a holy God. But when your sins are forgiven, then he says, you know, I know you and yep. I know my plans for you. Mm. So he wants us to draw near to his presence. This is so important. Amen. It's our deepest need. It is. And so many are just looking, I say, to find Peace through fame, through, mm. you know, power, social media influence, all these things. I'll change my gender, then I'll find peace. I'll climb another career ladder, then I'll find peace. Mm. People are doing drugs to, you know, space out, find peace. Money, power. We live in a world really void yes. of, obviously, of true peace. People Boy. are starved yeah. for peace. And so many teens and young adults, I, if you read any of the news, like the, the percentage of teens and young adults that are depressed and contemplating suicide and have committed suicide is pretty shocking. Yes. You know, suicidal thinking, especially after all the COVID lockdowns happened. I mean, people didn't know what to do during those couple of years with their fears and anxieties, all the uncertainties, all the job, you know, shaking, everything's closing. Well, my parents have a job, you know, vaccine mandates. You got to go to school with the mask on. You fear people are dying, fear of death all around you. If you had no peace reserves, like at that point, if you hadn't known the peace of God to draw from before COVID hit, well, that makes recovery a lot harder. Yes. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a whole generation that doesn't have any peace reserves from the Holy Spirit on the inside, trying to deal now, I'm going to find my peace through all these other outward things. That's a dangerous thing. Amen. Where they're going to look. Yeah. I mean, the five, we think of that parable of the, five, the ten virgins, the five foolish yeah. ones yeah. had no reserves of oil. They weren't ready. Correct. And basically why it said, you know, they, they basically wasted their time. They did not pay attention to what the Lord was saying, especially. They didn't the, prepare. They didn't prepare, yeah. And that's the temptation of the enemy. That's the spiritual warfare. He'll, he'll just ignore it. Go watch another Netflix series. Just don't think about it, you know. Get your mind off of everything. Anything to not cultivate the peace of God in the presence of God. Yeah. You know, and this is why we say the birth pains are coming on the world. We see them coming on the world. Like Jesus warned, you'll have birth pains before he comes back. And the church should be using her time wisely. 
Come on. To get That's prepared. Good. We need to be getting oil in our lamp. We cannot stress this enough. Yeah. I hear so many pastors preaching this same thing. It's like the Holy Spirit is saying this to the church. We have to wake up and see the day and time we live in. Yeah. And we have to use our opportunities wisely. I mean, we keep saying about coming, say, to prayer or even gathering on a Sunday yeah. to church and fellowshipping with, a, with one another. Use every opportunity that you can to begin to get your reserves. Yeah. Get some extra oil in your lamp. What's that oil represent? That oil represents your relationship with God. Yeah. And That's what that oil is. And then and it, it'll, You can't ask someone else, give me some of your relationship with God. Give me some of that peace that you have. You lose yeah. it. <laughs> right. You have yeah. none. And when we redraw on those reserves and trust, we'll know that no matter what circumstance hits me in this life, mm-hmm. I have an assurance of his love that he's never going to leave me or forsake me. And that actually is enough. See, and I think that's what has to happen. Our flesh has to calm down and go, yeah, but what about this? And what about this? In the end, Jesus is all that we do need. That is really the truth, that his grace will be sufficient for whatever circumstance comes into your life that you find yourself in. That's the peace of God. That's the shoes that we're supposed to be walking through this life with. This is important because you just can't read this and have it. You have to meditate on it. You have to desire it. You have to work for it. You have to spend time for it. How many hours in the batting cage do you think that these baseball players, how how many times in the cage have you been? This is the key. Nobody's going to do it for you. You have to do it yourself. And we're inviting you to come Wednesday or Tuesday because just sitting here on, in prayer, you can experience the presence of God and he can start to pour oil into you. You come in prayer and what you'll have, you'll, you'll recognize that, hey, they're praying the scripture. You'll learn how to pray. You'll learn how to pray. And, you know, it's open for anybody else to pray, too. But these are, these are valuable times that people put on the shelf and don't go to. And I, we're going to all stand before God, every one of us, me included. And he's going to show us opportunities that we decided we... I'm going to re-watch that old football game from 1997. I'm not going to prayer. You know, he's going to show us things. I, I tried to pull you in so many times, so many times. I wanted you to get this. These are spiritual realities that we can enjoy and live in. Peace with God. And walk around with the peace of God. You stand alone in this world because Pastor Mamie said it. This world's void of peace. True peace. This world says peace is the absence of conflict. God says, in this world you have trouble, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. That's in preparation of the gospel, praise God. We have this awesome peace. It's available to us, you know. But here's the key. Jesus commissioned us to go out into the world. A hostile world. A hostile world. <laughs> Jesus said in, in, the, in, I think it's John 17, 
15, 16, 17, something like that. He says, I, 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 he's praying to the Father. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. <laughs> Keep them from the evil one. Keep them you know. from the... But see, this is how we have to be not just wearing the Gospels because that's not the key. The key is readiness of the Gospel, meaning we must know what it is. We must know what the Gospel... Because you're in a war zone! We're, we're kind of like here in, in because we are ambassadors for Christ... And this, this building has been consecrated to him. We have this kind of like, ah. <laughs> but when we go out, you could go right into the parking lot and start walking in the flesh. But we want to be practiced, amen? We want to we be going on with the Spirit of God. Because the evil one's going to be out there knocking on your head. He wants you to get into strife. He wants you to get in hatred. He wants division, especially in the church and in your family. He wants that. He wants you to get riled up over circumstances. He wants you to let go and say dumb things that you regret. Am I stepping on anybody's toes? <laughs> he wants you to lash out. And sometimes, you know what? You can tell he's got a hold of you. You start, if you hit somebody. It happens. It happens. Look at, look at the, just watch the news. People get so riled up. You got my order wrong at McDonald's. I'm going to kill you. And they do. I know, it's laughable. But I didn't get ketchup in here, so I Burger King, I'm going to shoot you. And it happens. There was just something about somebody drove into a Denny's or something, I think, because they got the order wrong when they saw it in their bag. They just drove into the front of the, the glass plate. Listen, we, we are at war. Yeah. We need to have our armor on. Yeah. We need to have our armor on. And we it's, can walk through then a hostile world. Yes. Because we have, we have to consciously remember, like, we're not of this world. Yes. And, we, and the peace that we're seeking isn't found in the world. Like Jesus said in John yes. 14, 27. Go for it. Peace I leave with you. My peace I there. give to you. Now, so this is different than the world. Not as the world gives yes. do I give to you. Glory so this is God. not the kind of peace that you're going to go searching for and get out in the world. Correct. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So he puts these two things together he says, I'm giving you peace, but then he says, then every, he doesn't say, then everything's just going to be oh, like a dream. <laughs> he says, I'm giving you my peace, and he says, so don't let your heart be troubled. So God's peace is going to work in the midst of opposition. Absolutely. And in the midst of hostility, that's what he's going to do. We had this illustration in our women's study that I thought was really good, and it fit really good in here, uh, an illustration of the peace of God it was this, the two artists were asked to draw a painting of the peace of God as they perceived it. And one of them drew this beautiful painting, you know, of a quiet still lake with mountains behind, and it looked very peaceful. And the other one painted a picture of this raging, rushing river and a waterfall with this big birch tree leaning out over it and a branch. And inside of the branch was this bird in a nest 
just sitting high above the branch, high above the waterfalls. <laughs> Everything's rushing down below. And it was like the birds, like, I'm all right up here. I'm at peace up here. Yeah. Good and, and really, which one does better illustrate if the kind of peace that Jesus is talking about giving us? Mm-hmm. It's the second one. Because it's easy to feel peaceful when everything's peaceful. <laughs> We want peace whenever there's a storm and we feel like we're riding above it. Like, I know all this is happening, but it's not getting to my heart. Yeah. That's the kind of peace that we want to cultivate. Correct. So God's peace is meant to carry us above or carry us through a storm. Amen. Because we walk out into the world, it's, I say it's hostile. There's opposition. <laughs> there's word. division. There's just <laughs> stuff out there that's going to make us want to, you know, get in the mix of all of it. But we have to have the peace of God to draw on. And so we have to realize Jesus did not come to remove all opposition in our life. Right. If we have this expectation, we will be sorely disappointed and discouraged because we're going to keep thinking, well, if I walk with God, everything's going to uh-huh. smooth out. And there are seasons where it does yeah. feel as though, come on. you know, you sort of push the enemy off of your territory yep. and you feel like, wow, it, there's, it's way better than it was. But you almost have to know, well, get ready because <laughs> something else, you know, until we step off from this world, we yep. will have opposition to our faith. And so this is p- part of wearing the gospel of the, the shoes of peace. But we, so, in order to do this, we have to accept it. Jason, this, this morning, is name it. I thought he was going to come out and wave his hand over me. You know, the prophet didn't even come out of his house. Did you know that? He didn't even come out of his house. He sent his (laughs) servant out and said, go tell him to jump in the river. (laughs) Well, (laughs) seven times. (laughs) (laughs) The peace of God, which passes all understanding, is available to you. It's available. Do you know that Jesus and God the Father and the Holy Spirit are giving all their stuff away? (laughs) All their stuff. And you know what we want? We want stuff. You know what you should ask for? I want this peace that passes all understanding. I want to be secure in my salvation. I want to know that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I want to experience these things, Lord. I want my emotions to connect with these realities of what you've done. I want to live and walk in the Spirit. These are the values. You know, we're going to start to see and ask for things that are eternal. And we have a perspective. We have the narrative of eternal. Not, not, Not be the guy, I'm Jimmy, give me all you, I'll take all you'll give me. (laughs) No, we, we, and you know what? In order to walk in the things of God, he is going to correct us. And this is good. He's going to show us what's wrong. And then here's what he's waiting for you to say. You know, Lord, forgive me. Can you help me with this? It's not like I'm pulling on bootstraps. I'm never going to do that again. That you're going to fall. You know, God is, God is good. And, and he knows life is stressful. But he has this peace available to every single one who calls on his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. We can live in this peace, walk in this peace. 
The world is crazy, but the world is going exactly what the Bible said it would do. And that should give you more faith in the word of God than it does in the world. We have to see these things the right way. But Jesus is calling out to people. You know why this peace of God is good? Because not only does it deal with our life, it deals with our death. We can walk this life out in the peace of God. And when we breathe our last on this earth, we can walk and live in that same peace of God. That's why the peace of God is awesome. Because it deals with our life and it deals with our death. It deals with our life after death. And which is why, lastly, as we conclude the message, we need to take the shoes of the gospel of peace out to a lost and dying world. That's good. Yes. You know, the devil will want to talk you out of it and say, well, it's not worth it. Or you can't handle the response. It's too negative. You're going to, you know, people are going to shout back at you. You can't handle all that. But the gospel of peace is what people need, just like what Pastor Steve said. It it deals with your present, and it deals with your future. Mm -hmm. And it is absolutely the good news that everybody needs to hear. Come on now. It's so true. I mean, in a world filled with so much uncertainty, Mm -hmm. people are hungry for lasting peace. So let's be people. We want to be a church that reaches people to show them this. And we want to take it out. In your workplace, you, yeah. you know, wherever you go, that's where your sphere of influence is with people. And so the Lord wants you to help people to draw near to him. Make him known. Yeah. Speak about him. Help draw people one step closer to Jesus. One just bring up his name. You don't have to preach a whole gospel to somebody. <laughs> you just have to have a little bit of your own testimony. And hopefully you do. Like something, well, here's where I, how I find peace. Yes. When life excellent. is just upside down. Yes, excellent. That's all you need to say. You're planting seeds to help draw people into the knowledge of Christ. Every yes. one of us can do that. Amen. Ultimately, so we want to be wise and use our time then just the other thing wisely. How do we do that? We want to yeah. read the word of God. We want to begin to read the word of God, fellowship with Jesus in the word of God. Oh, so valuable. We want to come to church, gather with his people, gather with, you know, the church isn't a building. The church is a local fellowship, a body of people that are committed to one another to grow and be discipled together to make Jesus known. And so when you come and worship together, you're, you're learning how to sense his presence, gain his peace. God's giving you time. He's giving me time. We don't want to waste it. We want to be wise. We want to be part of those five wise virgins who were ready to meet him when he came. Amen. Yes. Amen. Ultimately, it's this this peace of God that frees you to live right now, no matter what the circumstances. And if you don't have this peace, it's available to you. And knowing that your eternity is secure. Secure. When you breathe your last, yeah. how important is that to face death in peace? Mm. That you're going to be with the Lord. I've been with so many people that breathe their last. Most all of them were Christians, and it was just like remarkable. Remarkable. I mean, it frees you to live now. Yes. 
Because so many people are afraid of death. You think about it, think about it. But when you're not afraid and you have peace, it frees you to actually live now. Yeah, enjoy your life. You could, you could know that your sins are forgiven. All your failures, all the things that you're ashamed of. Even the things that you might be struggling with right now. You're forgiven through Jesus Christ. But you, go, you come to him his way. There's no other name given to man which you can be saved by. Only Jesus Christ. And he's drawing you close to him because he loves you. He loves you. And he's God the Father. Listen, God the Father gives you value enough to let his son die for you. I'm asking you to surrender to him today. If, if you haven't really given your life to Christ, if you're kind of wavering on that, uh, we're inviting you to give your life to Christ. Uh, you know, we, this is what we do. We, we're so, our whole life is so that we could make disciples and bring people into the knowledge of God where they can find their purpose, the purpose God has given them and has put inside of them. Yeah. I think about those people that passed up Noah day after day, watched him what he did. Did they not regret not paying attention? Like the scripture says, today that's, is the day of salvation. That's good. There's no need to put it off. It's foolish to put it off. Yes. Because you aren't guaranteed tomorrow. And that's the trick of the enemy. He can just wait on these things. I'm young. And so if there's anybody <laughs> yeah. in here, and it's even the sound of our voice, that you want to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin, ask him to become Lord of your life. It's salvation is a gift that we receive by the grace of God through faith. And so is there anybody in here? If there is, you just raise your hand. We'll pray a prayer. Yeah, we'll pray a prayer right here, right now. And a miracle will happen. Yeah. Jesus will come into your heart. You'll be born anew. You'll become like the Bible says, a new creation. Glory to God. Anyone at all. It's a simple prayer. Let's just pray this prayer yes. together. For the sake of someone out online that may be listening. Jesus. Jesus. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Make me clean. Make me clean. And a new creation in you. And a new creation in you. I give you my life today. I give you my life today. Help me to live for you. Help me to live for from you. From this day forward. From this day forward. Amen. Amen. Amen.